In the night, he called his valet and told him to pack up to go to Petersburg. He could not stay under the same roof with her. He could not imagine himself having anything more to say to her. He resolved that next day he would go away, leaving her a letter in which he would tell her of his intention of parting from her forever. In the morning, when the valet came into the study with his coffee, Pierre was lying on the ottoman, asleep with an open book in his hand. He woke up and looked about him for a long while with a startled expression, unable to realize where he was. The Countess sent to inquire if your Excellency was at home, said the valet. But before Pierre could decide what answer to send, the Countess herself, in a white satin dressing gown, embroidered with silver, and with her hair simply dressed, two immense plaids coiled twice round her exquisite head like a coronet, walked into the room, calm and majestic, except for a frown of fury on her rather prominent marble brow. With her imperturbable self-control, she said nothing in front of the servant she knew of the duel and had come to talk about it. She waited until the valet had set down the coffee and left the room. Pierre looked timidly at her through his spectacles and like a hare surrounded by hounds who lays back her ears and continues to crouch motionless before her enemies, so he tried to go on reading. But he was conscious that this was a senseless and impossible thing to do, and again he glanced timidly at her. She did not sit down, but stood looking at him with a contemptuous smile while she waited for the valet to go. Well, what is this I hear? Now what have you been up to? I should like to know, she said sternly. I? What have I? stammered Pierre. Setting up as a hero, are you? Well, answer. What about this duel? What was it meant to prove? Eh? I am asking you. Pierre turned heavily on his sofa and opened his mouth, but could not make a sound. If you won't answer, 
I tell you, continued Helen, you believe everything you were told. You were told, Helen laughed, that Dolohov was my lover. She said in French, with her coarse plainness of speech, uttering the word lover as casually as any other word. And you believed it. Well, what have you proved? What did this duel show? Only that you were a fool. But everybody knew that before. What will be the outcome? That I made the laughing stock of all Moscow. That everyone will say you were drunk and didn't know what you were doing. And challenged a man you were jealous of for no reason. Helen raised her voice and grew more and more excited. A man who is superior to you in every sense of the word. Uh, uh, growled Pierre, frowning, and neither looking at her nor staring. And how came you to believe that he was my lover? Eh? Because I like his company? If you were more intelligent and agreeable, I should have preferred yours. Don't speak to me, I beg of you, muttered Pierre hoarsely. Why shouldn't I speak to you? I can speak as I like, and I tell you bluntly, there are not many wives with husbands like you who would not have taken lovers, although I have not done so said she. Pierre tried to say something, looked at her with strange eyes, the expression of which she did not understand, and lay down again. He was suffering physical pain at that moment. There was a weight on his chest, and he could not breathe. He knew that he must do something to put an end to this agony. But what he wanted to do was too horrible. We had better part, he murmured in a broken voice. By all means, on condition you provide for me, said Helen. Part? There is a threat to frighten me with. Pierre sprang up from the sofa and rushed staggering towards her. I'll kill you, he shouted, and seizing a slab of marble from the table with a strength he had not known in himself till then, he took a step towards her, brandishing it. Helen's face was dreadful to see. She shrieked and jumped back. His father's nature showed itself in Pierre.
he felt the transports and fascination of frenzy. He flung down the slab, smashing it into fragments, and with outstretched arms advanced on Helen, shouting, Go! in a voice so terrible that the whole house heard it with horror. God knows what he would have done at that moment had Helen not fled from the room. Within a week, Pierre had made over to his wife the revenue from all his estates in Greater Russia, which constituted the larger half of his property and had gone away alone to Petersburg.